And welcome back, everybody, to the train of ambivalence. Slash it's so good to be back. Slash, sorry we haven't seen you guys in, <laughs> what, nine months? We could have had a baby. It's like it's like the neglect has been like, it's been incredible here. Like the amount of neglect is incredible. But yeah, it's, it's so good to be back. I'm actually pretty excited to be back as well. Yes, and as we said last time, we're going to try and make this more regular. <laughs> and, then we, more regular. and then we took a nine-month break. But this time, we mean it. And Yeah, boy, did that really go out the window really quickly. <laughs> In our defense, right, it's been very difficult to organize these things with you, be, you being on, like, the front line of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And me being lazy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but... Considering we've managed to like squeeze in other stuff in like in between, like we've started like a regular D and D campaign. Mm-hmm. So we've, the fact we've managed to make that pretty much weekly goes to show that we actually can do it if we try. We can do it if we try, and therefore we should do it if we can try. Yeah. So we're going to try. Damn it! If we're not going to try, then may as well. So, yeah. uh, what have you been doing over the last nine months in terms of? The things that we talk about on this podcast, video games and, and pretty much video games and kind of movies, but movies are, movies are like a dead industry at the moment. So mostly just... Yeah, so true. So true. Um, it's always hard for me to do this because like me trying to remember what I had to eat for dinner last night is, is very difficult. So me to think back on the last nine months, what I've been up to, it's just a blur. Yeah. But, um, maybe you can get the ball rolling on this one. It might be... So 2020 has been a bad year for in on yeah. accounts, but in terms of video games, it's actually been pretty good. So, so let's think. The last thing we really talked about was Animal Crossing. You beat the final super boss in Animal Crossing, and then oh yeah, the secret boss, secret boss in Animal Crossing that actually turned out to be the secret boss <laughs> in Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, two games I still have no idea how you mixed up. <laughs> I don't know. It just goes to show that I shouldn't be playing two things at once. <laughs> Whereas which, I can, which I can which I can mention a bit later on as well. I'll go into more detail about why I can't do two things at once. That's fair enough. I, I, whereas I can only play multiple games at the same time in order to keep me engaged in one. So, um, okay, to keep the ball, to get the ball rolling, I want to talk about uh, The Last of Us 2. I've been playing that. Uh, awesome. played The Last of Us for the first time in May, just so I can finally play this one when it came out. Um, I, I wasn't like a huge fan of The Last of Us, the first one. Were you not? Okay, so I, I was like, wow, this is a really good game. But after I finished it, I was like, this is a great game. I had a good time. I never want to play this game again. <laughs> and the reason, what, why? It, the reason behind it is just purely out of personal preference. The Last of Us is a slow-paced game. So oh, yeah. really good. It's still ultimately a very slow-paced game for someone like me who likes to play quite frantic games. It's why yeah. I can replay like a Ratchet and Clank game, but something which is uh, is like super cinematic, especially like The Last of Us, it's like once you've experienced that story once, there's not a lot for me to keep going back to it because I'm like, well, I know why. It's like watching a movie on repeat. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, like the only type of movies I can watch, which on on repeat or on repeated viewings, are comedies. You know, whereas if you were told you have to watch like The Pursuit of Happiness every week, you'd be a bit. <laughs> oh God, I think I just get very depressed very quickly. That's the thing. So by the end of the, the first Last of Us, I thought to myself, "Man, this game is really good," but it went on for too long, and I feel so fucking tired. What what kind of um, how long was it? How long did it take to be? first one is only like 12 hours oh really like 12 to 16 hours it's not a long game whatsoever 
But the the issue is, um, I I was just like, I I I'm so tired by the end of it because of the gameplay style. Because to mm -hmm. to kind of sum it up, it'd be like if Resident Evil met Uncharted. Okay. So you know, you're that sounds like that sounds like a really cool concept, though. It's really good. Like it is, it is a fantastic game. Um, it's just the the it's like playing it, because of because of the length of the story. It was just like this is a bit slow paced. Oh yeah. But then I started playing the sequel, which is double the length. <laughs> and it just gone all out. Yeah, it went all out, and I thought I thought to myself, I was like, well, here we go. It's going to be the same issues as I had with the first one, but just double. But surprisingly, I really like it. And well, I'd say it's done. It's done so well in the Game Awards. Yeah, it won like all the fucking Game Awards, didn't it? Yeah, it's like fifty percent of all the categories were like won by the Last of Us too. That's incredible. The um, the the thing with the sequel is that it's similar to Batman: Arkham Knight in the sense that, from what I gather, everyone else hates this game except me, and I'm the only one who prefers this to this to the first one. Much like Arkham Knight, everyone fucking hates that game. But I prefer it to Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. <laughs> You're just a special guy with special opinions. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I really, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm at the final confrontation now, so I won't, oh, yeah. I won't actually know how it ends. But I know I'm about to beat it after we finish this podcast. Um, and at the same time, I've been playing uh, Near Automata. Oh yeah, how's yeah. that been going? It's really good. Like that's another one I'd highly recommend um, if you ever get the chance. It's like a um, platinum games. So you know, platinum games are the ones who make like the the Bayonet series and and a lot. Oh of, yeah, they make a lot of high quality stuff. And this is another one which is really good. But I feel like it flew under the radar a little bit on the PS4 era. But it's like mm -hmm. a open world game with like really cool mechanics. Basically, it's like the, they're so far into the future and humanity's all moved to the moon. And why? Yeah, and it, it's actually like a really long-running story, um, which follows on from the Drakengard games on the PS2, but literally none of those games have ever done well uh, critically until Nier Automata, <laughs> even though it's is like the next game in the series. Did, was it something that was released like early into the PS4's um, life, um, life cycle, or was it, was it towards the end? Because I really can't remember. Directly in the middle, actually. It was like 2017. Okay. Oh, that is. Yeah, so same year as Persona 5. So oh, that's awesome. But um, should we should we talk about the Game Awards? No, we yeah, talk? let's do it. Let's do it. There's so much going on in the Game Awards. It's pretty amazing just to follow follow it. I feel like we should address this. Obviously, the the main big fucking thing that happened at the Game Awards that just blew my mind completely. So we have Sephiroth and Smash. That and was such a badass introduction. It was so cool. I, like the music, the styling, everything was like, what? I shouted at my phone when I saw it. I was just like, what? What? Are you, I, I was just taken so aback by it. This is the most left field. But, but it's like, I should, have, I should have seen it coming because we hadn't had a villain from Final Fantasy yet. But at the same time, I was like, fuck, Sephiroth. It's like, Sephiroth, Jesus. Yeah. I, um, I, I'm, I was just like gobsmacked, like how well they did the entire scene mm. like like i said the music was incredible the animation was hilarious when he had like mario by the strap of his dungarines 
and then when he goes when he goes into um fight cloud and then mario just goes flying across the screen because he's still on the end of the sword and like amazing picked over by him and you got like bayonet and uh and sam is trying to oh no bayonetta and greninja both trying to like yeah take him down at the same time he just gets swiped away and i was like yeah that's very sephiroth that is (laughs) this is like here is beautiful overwhelming power because he's like the villain to end all villains so it makes sense that he's in the game it is fantastic it was fantastic it's like i i I did not see that coming at all no me neither i was expecting crash bandicoot 100 percent. i was expecting crash because of uh because of crash for success and because Mm. uh we've got like you know he's like the final platform mascot to not be in smash because we yeah Sonic for the Sega consoles, Mario obviously for Nintendo, and in my head it's PlayStation and it's Crash, even though he's not the PlayStation mascot, but in the original... You, you were thinking it was about, um, you were dancing around the idea of uh, Rayman as well, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, Rayman's the other one I always wanted, um, and I was always surprised he wasn't in it as well, but mm-hmm. because, you know, Ubisoft are like whores for their properties, you know? But they don't give a fuck about Rayman anymore, so I'm not too surprised. I mean, my interest would be like if a new game was coming out, they'd push him. But because they're only ever making Assassin's Creed and like Far Cry games and Watch Dogs or whatever, which is fair enough because those games make stupid money. Yeah, they do. They like, do. They definitely do. And revert to making Rayman, which probably has like a niche market of people like me who only liked him when they were kids. <laughs> I mean, like, I think I've got most of the games that came out on the um, 3DS to mm. play through. I, I've been meaning to get into them, but I've just not. Is that the different about about Yeah. yeah. The, because Legends the, and something else. Origins. Um, I I actually owned Origins on my Mac, of all things, on my MacBook. I really? Played, I played the whole thing on keyboard. Um, how? I don't remember how, to be honest with you. Um, but essentially, your your fingers just get really good at because there's loads of load there's loads of like speed run levels where you have to just have uh second perfect timing on jumps and stuff and i just i just became really good with jumping and running and punching because that's all you do in that game you just go left and right and punch and jump <laughs> so it's simple enough to play i'll say it's like simplicity at its best it's like but in terms of design and stuff those rayman games are really good but i understand why ubisoft don't make them as opposed to like i understand why they focused resources on the things that make the stupid money because oh yeah at, at the end of the day assassin's creed like like it or not is one of the biggest franchises there are out there in gaming i actually have ordered odyssey to play odyssey so like is that that's the one before valhalla no not, no sorry not odyssey valhalla the latest one yeah, the latest one yeah, I've ordered it. Um, one of my work colleagues keeps going on about it, and it sounds hilarious. Hmm. Like, I'm definitely going to play as a woman, and there's just so much fun to be had, like the pillaging, and it just sounds incredible. Who's telling me about one this one mission at a wedding where you sleep with someone, hmm. and th- it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl, you always sleep, have to sleep with the gu- with another guy, <laughs> and then at the end of the mission, it asks you to remember the person's name. <laughs> and then, like you invariably just fail because you just can't it's, yeah buddy that, yeah, that, that, had, that had me sold that's fair enough I um, I, I might wait for a price drop maybe later down the line I'm, I'm determined not to let my PS5 become like my PS4 where I just end up buying everything and anything but at least at least whilst prices are what they are at the moment because I'm sure most people know this but like they've they've changed the default price from six uh, from 50 pounds to 70 pounds a game which is 
fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But given time, things will just be on the path of reduction, I'd like to call it. Yeah, 100%. They'll start to slow down and become cheaper, and the default is probably lower as well. The, the Sephiroth and Smash stuff, to cycle back to that, though, it's like the minute, the second that One-Winged Angel started playing after Galim Cook got cut, I, I think it was that moment I had like a brief second of just denial because it's like you can't how is you're, it you're, you're just like no <laughs> they didn't did they they did but what i'm most excited about is we're finally going to get more final fantasy music in smash maybe just one more song but, but it's fine because we only get two at the moment there's only two final fantasy songs and i, I was kind of thinking maybe that's why that was always the plan that like eventually they were gonna reintroduce well introduce sephiroth and then bring with him like a couple a bigger library of songs that's what that's my kind of like two cents on it i'd be very happy if that is the case and it's not just that they're adding in one winged angel which is his theme yeah i i imagine that they're gonna i i hope they bring in a lot more of seven soundtrack as well because seven soundtrack is great and i'd love it but i think the thing is licensing is such a bitch when it comes to these guys that is true that is true spending but, but i think Hopefully, the he, the he's gonna. They'll they obviously will have a stage for him, hmm. and with that, music will come. That stage was already shown. It was that end stage where like all the floating blocks and stuff? The world's end. Oh yeah. The live oh, stream, right, right. Live stream for, you've not played seven, so I don't know why I keep. The, it's basically the final world in. Um, it's the final final battle setting in uh, seven. Right. Um, okay. But yeah. Um, so because you you see it sporadically in the trailer there's mm -hmm. uh, like floating blocks everywhere and then you see the, oh, yeah. the ship coming out of the life it's, it's cool as hell for like if you get the reference but the uh, yeah because obviously being a big seven fan i was like fucking hell sephiroth what the hell just you did not expect it at all but yeah that, that was like probably i think by far the best smash <laughs> smash character introduction that has been, yeah, that's been pulled off so far. For an ultimate 100%. I don't think anyone else gave me this much hype. Mm. And then again, that's also because I'm biased in this situation. Like, I didn't care about arms for Min Min, even though I thought her trailer was really cool. I, I don't that was I, cool. I didn't care about Minecraft Steve, and I didn't care about, like, uh, I didn't care about Terry because I didn't know about SMK at that, at that point. And no, no, he's he's become my favorite character to play as. He is really he is really fun to play. He is, he's just so fun to play as. He, him he's really good to play as. It's just I didn't know what SNK was when he first when he first got revealed. And uh, what I love uh, yet again didn't really give a shit. <laughs> don't really don't really touch that one to be honest. Not really. Generic. I mean, I say Min Min's introduction was a basically a close second in terms of the, the like the yeah. um, the trailer they put out. With the ramen. seeing seeing um, Kirby and Captain Falcon like eat ramen, it's just brilliant. <laughs> that was really cool. That one was really well done. It was like something I never knew I needed to say in my life, but it worked. It worked. I was I was gonna, I was going to make a joke the other day. I was just like, yeah, you know the way Smash invitations are handed out where they have to do giant trailers. I wanna. That's how I'm gonna invite people to my wedding one day. Everyone gets their own Smash trailer. <laughs> Everyone gets this <laughs> featuring. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like people who think they're about to get invited then they get punched away at the last second for the real person to get invited. <laughs> oh, that should be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. I'd love that. That'd be brilliant. I am. Um, like all the people that you like, you've slowly kind of phased out your life. And they're expecting to be invited, like invited, and they get smashed out of the way. Or someone else. <laughs> they get smashed it away for one of the one of the only actual friends. My wedding's gonna be so small because of how expensive the trailers are gonna be to animate. Superb, superb on all levels. But um, um speaking of Final Fantasy, I think that only won one award at the game awards, didn't it? Seven, um yeah, I think it won. Uh actually no, music as well, I think it was. It was music, yeah. Um music on best RPG. Seven seven soundtracks. Because it was mostly just redone, but um, better versions of the originals. Were they like orchestral, or was it um, just kind of redone? And I think it was orchestral. I I can't That's quite remember because cool. Uematsu uh, Nobuo Uematsu, the composer, he 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 goes around with the Final Fantasy Orchestra. And he's mm-hmm. a conductor, so I would be surprised if they didn't make it orchestral, because that's like what what Final Fantasy is kind of known for. I mean, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake, they have a Final Fantasy orchestra <laughs> that goes around playing shows. That should probably be enough on its own. That's amazing, and you should definitely get tickets to that at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. I just don't know who like who is enough into Final Fantasy that would be willing to sit through that. <laughs> I I quite enjoy classical music, so I'd probably go for it. Cool. Well, then we'll do that. The um, I'm, I'm always down for an orchestral anything. So yeah. The God, if they were like, oh, I could see the Sephiroth theme live, and you have like a an actual panic attack, is because you've had the theme enough times to know it's very in your face, very very confrontational music, which it's, is the point. It's just it's just big and climatic and climactic. Yeah, it's, it works. It suits him. It's that yeah. It's everything it should be for Sephiroth. Yeah, 100%. So what else happened in the Game Awards? So we got Last of Us winning basically every single award of the night. Most of the the awards seem to come down to Last of Us plus one. So it was usually Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima or Last Mm -hmm. of Us and Hades. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was between those three um, games for like majority of the night, if I'm not mistaken. Basically, yeah. Um, Hades did fantastically. Yeah, for indie game, yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember watching the Nintendo. What they, what they call it? The Nindies. Yeah, it was an indie. That was it. It was. A, it was yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's the first time I heard about um, Hades. That was from the Nindies, and mm. it does kind of appeal to my love of like mythology. So at some point, I am definitely going to play it because um, it is on PS. It was on the PS4 as well, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. It's on. I I get it on Switch because I think it's like uh, it's a dungeon crawler. It's like Bastion. Uh, I think because the only yeah. reason I think about it is because it's made by the same people who made Bastion, which is the game I own. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is the same people. I know these guys. And then obviously, it's yeah, I, I, I probably would go for for it on the Switch. Let me give it a bit of time. Hmm. At the moment, I've got a bit of a backlog off uh, games to get through, but Hades Hades is definitely on the list. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was quite surprised um, Animal Crossing didn't pick up more awards. Yeah, but people, so from what I've gathered by people with general opinion online, even though I think a lot of people are stupid, um, is that this Animal Crossing wasn't as good as the other ones, from judging by what Animal Crossing fans have been saying? I have heard that. I have heard that. 
um, they're just like specific gripes of like not being able to like go to like like they used to have like the invite system of saying someone would be coming to your house at like say three o'clock in the afternoon or something hmm. just things like that but it's just like minor like little nagging issues they've had but yeah. I, I enjoyed it I didn't neglect the game pretty quickly afterwards me too but that's the thing it's like you know you think you're an Animal Crossing fan and then you don't touch the game for six months and you feel too guilty to go back because of the way they all talk to you yeah like i got on so well with my little villagers as well and i've just kind of left them behind i went back I, I went back for my birthday just because i wanted to see the special event kind of thing and then how was it was it nice yeah it was really it was really touching and then and then obviously i just left again for another like five months now whatever it is <laughs> like yeah, it's, it, it, it's so sad but yeah, <laughs> you you feel bad, especially the way the way how like it kind of carried us through the first couple of months of lockdown. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh, it was so fun. Like we used to visit each other's islands. I used to um, open up my island for people to come to visit, so they could like go see. Is it Daisy, the one that sells the turnips? Um, maybe I can't remember. Yeah, I used to, yeah, I basically used to open up my island um to um basically strangers mm. and post online so they could see my dodo code. And they at least used to come to my island when Daisy was selling turnips at a low, low price so they could basically max, maximize their profits. And then people used to just give you like like random stuff as thank yous like bells or like a nook mouse ticket or like just yeah, any stuff. Self-sustaining economy. <laughs> school so like just by doing that i think i have amassed like over a hundred nook miles tickets jeez yeah i kept ending up going to like the same few islands I, I very rarely got like a good one yeah that was so frustrating going to the same island and seeing the same villagers there <laughs> I can't, it's like and the same trees and that you have to navigate around and and pull out because they're just in the way while you're trying to kill things and I, 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 I didn't use like going to these islands just like destroying it like taking down every single tree just like farming materials and just, just ravaging the entire natural landscape and then just leaving it's very damaging isn't it if you do yeah. that like, you do like, I'm, ecosystem, <laughs> ecosystem. Yeah, imagine, imagine, the, imagine the guy that used to take you to the islands like what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> it's just like another island another potential society down the drain I mean, Animal Crossing basically just gave me some nice memories at the start of this year. It w- it was fun to play. Mm. The memes were good, and yeah, I like I liked the music as well. I think I liked the music. One thing I never really understood: the animals are sentient, but why are the bugs and the fish not? Why why yeah. are the bugs and the fish just bugs and fish, but like the animals, including birds, they're sentient and like human sized. But the bugs and the fish are still just normal bugs and fish, and it never it still doesn't make sense to me. Is it because it'd be really off-putting to see like a fish head on a human body walking around? Yeah, like now that you mention it, I'm kind of imagining like um, even SpongeBob, mm. where like the basically the fish just kind of look like people, but they're not people. Yeah, that's that's basically what a fish version would be like. It's true, but even like. You'd, you'd have like a bug person called Bugsy. Um, that's a very easy one to do. It's weird. That, 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 is, that is, yeah, a very easy one. 
The bugs are I mean, just... Yeah, like, considering they have, like, an entire museum dedicated to, like, prehistoric animals as well. Yeah. I th- I'm, and I'm certain there is an uh, elephant uh, villager, which is kind of a bit like a mammoth. Yeah, exactly. There's a weird inconsistency to all of this. And, I mean, yeah, these games are for children, but <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I want to get to the bottom of this and investigate Animal Crossing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably like a Did You Know Gaming episode where they investigate this. <laughs> did you know? Can you, can, did you, can you imagine like ask questions and shut up? <laughs> <laughs> can, like, can you imagine like uh, digging for uh, fossils and you just found like the buried remains of like an older villager? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Where did they go? Where did they die? <laughs> Why, why are these the questions that pop into my mind while I'm pulling out the 50th weed in my island? I'm, I'm certain, like, in another video, we've, like, we've talked about this. <laughs> I don't I'm certain. No, I'm, I'm, like, a weird deja vu about it, but, like, I'm certain we've spoken about this before. Definitely not brought up the, the bug and, and uh, fish thing, because that, that all of a sudden just made me realise, why does that make no sense to me? No, but, yeah, because I think I've, sp- like, on... On the terms of death on and on the island and the death of villagers and stuff, I think I mentioned to you in passing that maybe this game has been like purgatory. Yeah, like you're already dead, and this is how you're having to spend out the rest of your existence. <laughs> the crossing is the crossing the... between life and and the afterlife. Yeah, that's what it Basically. means by animal cross. It's like a very literal. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a literal crossing point. Literal crossing point. Jesus. And, and, <laughs> and if if and if and only if you beat the super sequel boss, <laughs> then can you pass on to the other side? Then you can your soul can finally be at rest. Until yeah. then, you will be pulling out weeds. <laughs> yeah, until then, you can be weeding and collecting wood. <laughs> uh, what what else has been going on in the game awards? I think we've pretty much covered everything, really. Well, it was re- it was relatively uneventful, wasn't it? You see, the they what they did a they did a a live performance. I don't even know if it was live or pre-recorded, but a performance of the Persona Five song, and uh, mm. that's the only thing that can pop into my mind when thinking about the Game Awards. Because really, what the Game Awards are in general are okay. We're going to talk about these awards for like two seconds, and here's a bunch of trailers and adverts, isn't it? It's mostly just. Yeah, it's basically what people. That's what people like come to see. Basically, the trailers and what's coming next. About the actual awards, do they? Not really. Oh, yeah, I'd say you're right. So most people, you know, most of us think, ah, it's a bit weird that they, these people won this and but we're not going to care too much about it. It's not like, you know, you, you're invested in any of these companies winning. Yeah, it's not something you get angry about if, you're fa- if like, your fave doesn't win. Exactly. Um, touching up on recent things, so, so the Cyberpunk game came out, right? And it's like a buggy mess and people are having this discussion about whether they're going too hard or critics going too hard or too easy on the cyberpunk uh, studio. And, and people are saying, oh, well, you know, games like Fallout and Skyrim and other Bethesda games, they release buggy and people don't make as much of a fuss. And then people, other people are like, no, they do make as much of a fuss, blah, 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 blah. But it only occurred to me like yesterday as to why there was such a hype about cyberpunk. What's that? Why? It's made by the same people who made Witcher 3. Ah. Yeah, exactly. I had that moment yesterday. I was like, oh, right.
right. That's why there was so much hype going in. Because I've never seen a game this hyped in terms of like yeah. brand new IP. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen hypes for games which are like long-standing series, like Twilight Princess, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, it's a new Zelda. This is mm-hmm. brand new. It's a completely new IP. And I was like, why is this so... It can't just be Keanu Reeves. And then I, it, it, once I realized, I was like, oh, it's the Witcher 3 people. That makes all the sense in the world now. But that, that also kind of explains why they've managed to bag Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It, it makes sense now. It's like, oh... Oh, they did really well in their last game, which is still selling like hotcakes. So everyone had had very high hopes going in. Yeah, but now it makes sense to me why they had high hopes. Because yeah. Witcher people, so I was like, oh shit. Oh, so basically, Witcher just—it's like if um, it'd be like if Atlas. No, bad example. <laughs> Games do I like? <laughs> I don't even but need. Like- yeah, I think people understand what we're trying to get Because I was watching the IGN review for Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, they straight off the, off the bat highlighted how buggy it was and how many issues it has going forward when you actually do get down to play. Yep. The actual review itself, they couldn't show any game, actual gameplay. They had to go based off what um, the, uh, the company um, released to them previously. Yeah. Um, but they also were mentioning things about how Keanu Reeves' uh, acting was quite uh, robotic. And mm-hmm. robotic is not the quite word, it's just quite stiff. But Keanu Reeves is actually in the game. Like, yeah, it- like he's, he's, lent, he's lent his voice and then obviously his uh, physical image. That's hilarious. People, this is 100% the Keanu's kind of like a hype meme kind of thing. And. <laughs> I like him as much as the next guy, but it's it's obviously they tried to cash in on the Keanu revival. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> That's very uh, funny. Never know. Like, hopefully, like a lot of the issues will eventually get patched. From what I, uh, it was built with PC people in mind. Um, what was it? Yeah. So apparently, the one that runs the version that runs on PC that runs really well, and mm. um, it's where it's meant to be. And all the consoles are just kind of getting the port. But the thing is, it's just not optimized yet because they had to rush it out. It's not yet optimized for, for the consoles. Whereas on the PC, it makes the best out of like all the ray tracing and the, the effects and shit. Whereas if you play it on like a base PS4, you're not even, you're getting like a, like a fucking PowerPoint presentation of a game. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awful. That really does sound awful. It doesn't sound great, to be honest with you. And I think I think people are upset because it's now. Now I understand people are upset because it's the Witcher people. Yeah, and I'm, I'm assuming. Obviously, I still haven't played it, and you still haven't played it. But I'm assuming because Witcher did so well, I'm assuming people have that same. It's like if the exact same team who made uh, Persona Five made a game now, I'd be like, "Yeah, cool, I'll go buy that." And and then it turned out to be terrible. You'd be, you'd be disappointed because it's a. It's, you know, they can make a good game for them to make it shit would be quite frustrating even if cyberpunk is still a very fun game yeah i mean i think it's just got some issues that no one is willing to ignore so but and is i feel like sometimes fans just want to have their cake and eat it because they pressure the companies to release it early and they're constantly bitching about why it's been in development for so long and then they bitch about the bugs because it's not been in development for long enough. 
And look, this, yeah. is, this doesn't, I was on the company, I was on the company from blame, right? Because they should not be releasing a completely buggy game to that extent that is basically <laughs> unplayable on a PS4 or an Xbox um, One. But it, it's like, what do you expect? If, you're, if, they're ha- if you know it's been in development hell like this, and that they've had to rush it, then you can kind of take a guess <laughs> that it, yeah, definitely. it might not be perfect. <laughs> yeah, you reap what you sow in the end, but... It's like, I've come into... I don't understand how you could willingly release something that you know doesn't work. Like, to me, that, that idea just sounds so, like, strange and alien, but it's something that happens so common in, like, the game industry, doesn't it? Nowadays, especially because of post-update patches. Hmm. It's like to tell you, but when I was playing SpongeBob, and the number of times that I'd come, I'd encounter a glitch where I was like, "What the fuck was that?" The the perfect example. It happens in the very first level, and I have no idea if they patched it, but it was the most frustrating shit. And basically, there's like a, a seesaw kind of thing that you have to run up and quickly jump off to get to the other end. The problem is when it you get to the very end, for some reason, but when it's at an elevated ground, your jump gets gimped. And, and, and the number of times I would try to jump and he would like, he'd just do a little, little hop and then fall all the way back down to the bottom of the world. And then I had to climb all the way back up again. And it's like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely hate this. That's all, that sounds so bad. But it, it's not exclusive to like cheaply made games because even I, I was playing Last of Us 2 and I nearly lost four hours of progress when I first started the game. Um, so even though the game has a pretty thorough autosave, yeah. I still manually save just out of precaution. And it's a really... Yeah, I, I, I think... I think that habits come out of me having to manual save when I've done like emulations for stuff <laughs> like Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Cause you just want to be a double, double sure. Right. And, yeah. and when I was, when there's a point early on in the game, I was like four hours in and mm. I'd gotten, I did a substantial bit, bit of the story and I'd saved it maybe 40 minutes earlier manually. So anyway, mm. I, I got to a room where there were a bunch of zombies around and I, I, I ran to uh, a part of the room where I could trigger an event. And in order to trigger, trigger it, you have to press triangle. So I was like, oh shit, I can do this while the zombies are here. Let me do that. So I pressed triangle and then got killed mid cutscene. So then I was like, okay, cool. I know not to do that again. I uh, obviously, uh, I did it as like, uh, I wonder what happens if I try this. So anyway, I cleared out the room of the zombies after I, I, I respawned. And then I went back to that same position and the triangle prompt wouldn't appear. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I, I reloaded it again, wouldn't appear because it, it saves at very specific points, the autosave. I was like, okay, maybe it's just a game being weird. So I turned off the PlayStation, turned it back on, same shit. And what it basically meant is that the game was softlocked. I couldn't go past that point in the story because the, the game autosaved after I died and, um, and the triangle prompt was pressed. So the game carried on. It's so bad. It is so dodgy. <laughs> I can't be the only person to have done that. No, because that's hundred percent something. If I was in that same position, I'd be like, "Yeah, cool. Let's let's proceed with the story and ignore these zombies." And 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 it was the most bullshit thing because 
I, I had to do is a really good thing. I do manual saves because if I if I didn't do manual saves, I would have lost all of my progress up to that point, which was like five hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do. I, if I had to play all of it from the beginning, I wouldn't have bothered. I would have just put the game down for another year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I would have been in the same boat if that happened to me. I'd be like, nope, not touching this for a while. <laughs> It's like you feel like you wasted your time. That's the thing. And oh, yeah. It's indefensible. But, um, but yeah, so we both have PS5s. We both got them at launch because of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're a very lucky, you're a very lucky man. Yes, I am. Because um, we both watched the, um, the presentation on the day before it was started to be uh, went out for pre-orders, didn't we? Yeah. And then um, we initially were looking at was it the game collection we were looking at? Yeah. So you so we were looking at basically every shop, but the game collection we we knew they were going to release orders at a specific time. We were on the yeah. website. The website crashed. Yeah, I kept having one in the in my basket, and it just kept crashing. Hmm. And then later on, joined like this was like eleven o'clock in the morning. And about maybe one o'clock in the afternoon, I just refreshed the page and I happened to see one there. So I added it to my basket, went to check out, and it went through. Mm. And just by that luck, I managed to get one for myself. And then I signed up to some soft, um, particular websites who said they will inform you if they're like John Lewis, Argos, and other places have any stock. Yeah. And just by chance, I happened to be up like four o'clock in the morning between four o'clock and five o'clock in the morning for no particular good reason other than I couldn't sleep and that's when I got an email through saying Argos had stock and I managed to bag you up you a PS5 I was about to say it says a lot about your trust for me that you would just outright pay 600 pounds yeah yeah it's, it's a good thing with such good friends because I know that you'd give me the money like within a week yeah you knew I'd basically be like oh cool I'll just give you the money straight away because otherwise, yeah, you'd have to be quite trusting at that point. The because um, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a fair amount. It, 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 it was a lot of money, but uh, yeah, the then, fact the fact that two of us managed to secure PS5s, so so lucky. Very lucky, considering people are still struggling to get it today. Um, I know I know a lot of people were in the camp of why get it straight away. Uh, to which I say, may as well. I, I don't have a solid reason. In answer to that, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a solid reason. I was just so hyped. I was just. I was so caught up in the excitement and the euphoria of like having a PlayStation. I was like, yeah, let's do it. That's the thing because you didn't have a PS4, so it makes sense. Yeah, you yeah. My, my my last my last Sony console was a PS2. Exactly. So you can you can finally play that last generation of games, which are really good. Yeah. Whereas myself, I had the PS4. I still have a perfectly functioning PS4, which plays all of the games. All the games, bar one, that I've played so far on the PS5, I've played on the PS4. <laughs> but um, I've just, like, gone... Because while I do enjoy the game, I don't think I'll get the most off, like, PS Plus or mm. PS Now. So I've just bought, like, a backlog of games on the cheap um, for me to eventually play through. So I've got, like, a nice um, mix of games. Like, I've got God of War. I've got... Um, Hot- uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I've got um, Persona to play. Um, I f- finished Miles Morales, which um, we, we got on release day. Yeah. Um, I've got Sekiro: Shadows Dice twice, and what else? Yes, <laughs> yeah, the first Spider-Man game. 
Yeah, that's true. So you bought the first Spider-Man separately? Yeah. So why yeah. didn't you get the Ultimate Edition of Miles? I was going to, but the um, PlayStation I had, I was able to buy in the game collection was bundled with just yeah. Miles Morales. Oh, because now you went on Miles Morales, they released an update, and now you can straight up just upgrade it to the Ultimate version? Yeah, so I was like, meh. Doesn't matter. Yeah. If anything, is a collectible, and if you actually want to play it, you can... I would like to point out about the whole, like, um, receiving the PS5 on release day, hmm. the fact... I got mine. I ordered mine first before I ordered yours. I ordered yours like the next morning. Yeah. But yours came on release day from Argos, <laughs> and then mine came two days later. Yeah, I was a bit worried when that happened. To be honest with you, I was like, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little bit concerned. But I did have a dispatch confirmation, which kind of made me a bit more confident. Still a little bit concerned. Yeah. And I remember it was it was release day. And the day before release day, my boss is like, we're really short-staffed tomorrow. Can you work tomorrow? I'm like, but it's PlayStation release day. I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> and then it never came. And my boss is like, ah, karma. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like I could, I could go out there and save people from COVID, but also the PlayStation release day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My priorities were in line that day. The, at, least I was, at least I was at home waiting for your PS5. <laughs> That's a very good point. If you weren't at home, I would have had to, I don't know what I would have done. I would have had to just come like after your shift or like the next day, which would have been a bit tiring. But the the PS5 came on the most opportune time for me because I was switching shifts from 6.30 a.m. start to 11 a.m. start. And I had to stay well, quite well. I could that Friday night the PS5 came out. So I was like, yeah, well, this is great. So I started, that's when I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, to cap off the Kingdom Hearts marathon I'd done from the month prior. Nice. And yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was fun. It was it was so cool seeing it all looking really pretty and like running perfectly. What I know um, is these games, the load times aren't from the hardware as much as like they are for because of the hardware, but the load times one hundred percent are to do with the actual game. Is in terms of like they in order for them to optimize it, they need to optimize it before it becomes instantaneous. Like Miles Morales, I still can't get used to how quickly Miles Morales loads, considering the game it is. I it just freaks me out. You have to enable load the load um, transitions for when you're fast traveling and you're on the bus and shit, like in the first mm-hmm. game. Um, because it just loads that quickly, even from cold boot up on the PS5. Whereas it's crazy, like within within like ninety seconds, you can literally be springing around New York. It's that quick. It's incredible. Ridiculous. And and yet, when I was playing like uh, what was it? Wasn't it Kingdom Hearts, for example? The load screens would still like would be there, and I realized that it's because obviously you need they need to optimize it for the hardware for the loads to be better, be like to yeah. the same degree as Miles Morales. Yeah, I mean, I I've definitely seen that in um. You you bought as a thank you for ordering your PS5. You bought me Jump Force, yeah, which is a, it was a game and like everyone's got issues with it. But in terms of like fan service, it just appeals to me. So like, yeah, on every single level, it's got every, every kind of jump character I've ever wanted to play as. It's it's yeah, just there. But it's got the load times are quick, but it's got so many like loads, load screens. So many load screens, like every like thirty seconds, it's a lot too. <laughs> oh God, that sounds like it kills yeah. 
the game. It really does, but uh, it's still fun to play as a um, uh, as, as Killua from uh, Hunter Hunter. It's still brilliant playing. Mm. Yeah, all, as all these like unique jump characters is brilliant. Yeah, like some people that are like only like a, a true anime fan would really appreciate. It. It, it, it's it's when this is over you've got to come over and play it it's it's it's, a, it's an experience in itself i can't really put into words what it's like to play you've really got to experience it yourself i'm probably going to have one of those moments where i realize i'm probably not as big an anime fan as i think i am because i'm going to turn around yeah. to like hey where's this person he goes they're not jump what about this one they're, like for example it's like obviously you're not going to get any of the full metal people in there because they're not jump and you're not going to get if i'm not mistaken you're not going to get my hero people in there right because no they, they, that's jump is that jump yeah, let's jump. So why why aren't they in? Are they in there? Yeah, you've got you've got Midoriya. Really? Um, you've got All Might. Um, as a DLC, you're getting Bakugo and um, Todoroki. Oh, yeah. So maybe it was so it's basically just Full Metal. That basically of the animes you've seen, it's probably just Full Metal that aren't in it. I'm kind of sad. Um, just just characters from Gintama aren't in it. That's my. Or only quite. Are they jump? They were jump, but then um, they got moved to like a different um, offshoot of jump called Jump Giga or Giga. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. So um, yeah, as a result, they're not in Jump Force, which sucks, but still stupidly fun to, for me to play. They could, to be fair, they could still be DLC, maybe. Possibly, but um, after all the DLC they've released so far, not in it still. Not in it still. I know they released EA, and obviously. Yeah. Some- you said um yeah it looks he looks cool as fuck but the dlc is still like 26 pounds for all of it so at some point i probably would but i I don't like the games that much that i'm willing to spend another 26 pounds the the what about like spike and the guys from samurai champion they're not jump are they they're not jump either they're not jump either no i wouldn't expect them to it's like jump you can tell with like the animation style can't you yeah, you really can. It's it's very yeah. It's, it's got a quite unique uh, animation to it. But when if this is all over, you definitely got to hang out at mine and play it. Yeah, if anything, for just for the jokes. You've got um, another thing. Speaking of hanging out, when we we all meet up to play, um, you've got Dead or Alive Extreme Scholar, whatever it's called. I think it's just called that. <laughs> is it okay? Have you, have you played? Have you played it yet? I have not played it yet. No, not oh, dude. You should. Yeah, hundred percent. I will play it. I just, I, I, uh, you know, you know, when you're like, you're very conscious of someone walking in on you playing something because you, you're like, I can't <laughs> yeah. explain this away. I can't explain this game to anyone. If anyone, where, asks, where, where, where have you put the game? It's still in my pile because nobody like the pile of games is like it's part of the collection, and it's under D. It's just, you know, obviously seeing what you see when you play that game. <laughs> it was it was quite difficult to find somewhere online that would sell it. <laughs> I'm not surprised, man. That game was like banned in the West or some shit. The okay, so the best the best way to the people who have no idea what we're talking about. So the Dead or Alive series has been a fighting game since uh, well, Xbox, and yeah. it's doing really well and. Uh, it's made by Team Ninja, Koei Tecmo. And one, and I think like the most notable thing about it is that 
the female characters have giant boobs and yep. and uh for 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 lack of a better word because of popular demand um the same the same team created like a like a beach volleyball game involving the same <laughs> beach volleyball game involving these characters yeah. the actual volleyball game isn't great <laughs> like the actual the actual sport of it isn't very cool well, <laughs> from what I've read on the from the back of the game you've got various other different uh, mini games you can play exactly from, um, like a tug of war battle in the middle of a swimming pool whilst you're balancing on floats you've got something like capture the flag um, <laughs> there are over 150 different swimsuits to choose this is the thing. you can see why I'm hesitant to play this by myself yeah because it's it's one of those things where you know you you think you think you're like yeah I'm a bit of a bit of a nerd bit of a you think of yourself in a certain way and then you're like I don't want to I don't want to go that far into it I don't want to stay that far into it to play it by myself and like enjoy it in that kind of way. I mean, I consider myself quite an open-minded person, willing to experience different things. He's like, but even I would judge you. <laughs> but even, even like. I wouldn't play that game by myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, mainly because, and I can't, I can't believe I'm, well, I can't believe, you should probably expect me to say this, mainly because I'd also judge the actual game and I'd be like, okay, but the women aside, the game isn't very fun. <laughs> I mean, I think once, once this pandemic blows over, we'll, we'll get, get all our friends together. Yeah. We'll have a few drinks, we'll order some pizza and we'll sit down and instead of playing stuff like uh, Mario Party or Mario Kart, we'll bust out this game and we'll just have a laugh. We'll have a laugh. We'll all sit there cross-legged and nobody stands up for like at least 10 minutes until after the game is over. It'll be yeah. good. It'll be a good time. It's a good, uh, it's good uh, bonding experience. Exactly. Yeah. So to cap things off, we wanted to talk about Miles Morales because it was the first PS5 game that we have both finished. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that long a game. So we finally have an entire game to review. I don't know how much longer we have left of the podcast, but fuck it, we're going to do as much as we can to cap off this first episode back. Let's do it. (laughs) Miles Morales, in summary, Miles Morales, more like Morales, Mo Problems. I'm I'm just kidding. It was amazing. (laughs) It was fun start to finish. The story was a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Um, predictable. But did not distract from any of the fun. This is basically my first ever Spider-Man game, so I've not played the first one yet. Uh, looks beautiful. Really demonstrated like the um, what the PlayStation Five has has to bring to like the table. Hmm. Uh, vis- visually looked amazing. The suits that he has were amazing, and like a great nod to like uh, bits of media. Generally, brilliant side side quests were great. Lots of cat themed, mm-hmm. lots of like cat themed side quests. I absolutely loved. I, I could could not fault it really. The only the only downside is too short. Yeah, I can imagine, especially because you didn't play the first one. Uh, it mm. must feel especially short for you. Yeah. I, I think of this game as kind of like an expansion of the first. It's not a sequel. Because I pulled out, it, it hits so many of the similar beats as the first game, and you you move in basically the same way. Mm. Uh, 
the only major difference is Miles has the Venom powers, which are cool as shit. Don't get me wrong, like those, those Venom powers. <laughs> so good. Are so good, so versatile. The Venom powers and the camouflage. Yeah. The, the Venom powers and the camouflage are so much fun to, to play around with and like see how you can do com- combos with the Venom powers and sne- when, you, when you're doing sneaking around missions, doing all the camouflage. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, it hits so many of the similar beats. Even like the missions and their structures, the individual structures, they, they are the same as in Spider-Man PS4. So I can see what Insomniac have done is basically they, they were like told, you need to make a launch tile for the PS5. Um, and they went, okay, well, we have this game that we've already made, which did really, really well. We're just going to kind of make an expansion of that. And and base everything off that, but make it like way nicer looking. Given given that you've played the first, um, do you think? How do you think it compares? I still think Spider Man's a better game overall. Um, the first one, sorry, you cut out slightly. You cut out slightly. I'm sorry. I said uh, I think I still think PS4 Spider Man is the better game, but just because it's a more fulfilling experience as a whole. Yeah. I, I 100% in that game and I've never 100% in an open world game before and mm-hmm. I have no plans to ever 100% an open world game ever again because mm-hmm. regardless of how fun a game is when you're 100%ing an open world game it gets really fucking tedious by the end oh yeah but um, oh, yeah. but with with that Spider-Man game like it's very it's it's basically the best superhero game I've ever played I think I can safely say I mean, that's. I don't really feel that's a hard title to attain. To be fair, Arkham games, I can't. Besides the Arkham games and the other Spider-Man games that I've played, which are all a lot of them are very good. To be fair, Um, I can't think of too many others. Yeah. No, me neither. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, overall, I think I think Miles was a good. It was a good like expansion of the first. And I'm, I'm I, and what I like is that it's normally when you get into a new generation of consoles, the first few games like the launch titles, they don't normally make the most of the hardware. So what I imagine is even Miles is like technically amazing and really nice to look at and stuff. I like that this is only the beginning, mm-hmm. and so what five can eventually offer. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good point. It's like practically I mean, no times. The games look amazing. They run in four K and 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 like they just when they're properly done. Which to be fair, Sony games for the PlayStation usually are. They're they're yeah. the ones which normally make the most out of the hardware because they're in house. I mean, this the the game itself does do a fantastic job of like illustrating what the PS Five is capable of. Like the controller feedback, amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> I feel Astro's Playroom probably does a little bit of a better job of like really displaying what the um, controller is capable of. Yeah. Uh, going going forward, there's just so much that they can actually do. Like, I'm, I'm, I was speaking to one of my friends about um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Valhalla, and he was telling me when you're pillaging like a little settlement and you've got a battering ram, and you're going through the front door of the, of the settlement, the feedback of the controller as you're ramming through that door is meant to be amazing. Hmm. And that's really got to be something to experience. I'm, I'm also looking forward to like playing maybe like sword-style games 
I think being, being able to feel like the clash of the swords each time you're making a hit, I'm looking forward to experiencing something like that. Yeah, that's, I I love that you could feel it with each individual swing when you're. Oh yeah, the, the whip. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe the sound. <laughs> yeah, the story. Um, obviously, so spoilers for Miles Morales' story. Even though, to be honest with you guys, it's not. There's not a whole lot to spoil. It's kind of like as conventional as you get when it comes to superhero stuff. So I did not give a fuck about the villain. Like, I, you know, they tried to do the sympathetic villain stuff. And while I was playing, I was like, I don't give a fuck about this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do kind of, they could have done a bit more to make it a bit more kind of sympathetic. Maybe build up more like off the background and the underlining story and the link between the characters. It's, it's more for me, it's because her actions go from like zero to a hundred. It's like, okay, I need to get revenge on this company. So in return, I'm going to blow up. <laughs> I'm going to blow up the city. He goes, well, blow up the building and then in turn blow up the city. He goes, what? That doesn't, that's not quite at the same, at the right logical step. If you know, like, I appreciate these games aren't there for the story. It's just that kind of stuck out to me as being a bit weird for, um, when you're going to place emphasis on a villain, maybe kind of don't. I, I prefer it when they're cartoonishly over the top, basically. Mm. And evil for the sake of evil, instead of because when you when you fail with the whole sympathetic villain angle, it comes across as worse for me. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It looks like you're trying, but then you fuck that up, and they just come across as dickheads, even though they're, they're supposed to be people that you're like, oh, actually, maybe am I am I do I feel bad about them dying? And it goes not really because they they were making objectively stupid decisions throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But 100% the story isn't the main aspect like, draw to this game. The, the, the game is great on its own. Um, yeah, it's like seven hours long. <laughs> yeah, I, I do wish it was a bit more meatier, but I can't complain. I enjoyed it. So I did too. What like, I did not... for, my, for, my, for my first like, foray into a proper PlayStation game, yeah. for, for the first time in over 10 years, hmm. good. <laughs> Yeah, but great. Wait, it must be quite a step up from the PS2. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Like the last thing I pl- I played and finished on PlayStation was GTA San Andreas. You actually beat San Andreas. I've, I've never beaten like I, I I've played San Andreas quite a few times and never actually bothered to finish it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like you. I played it a few times, like specifically as a child and maybe just performance university. Yeah, but yeah, only complete it once. Yeah, it's never been a game where I was like, oh, I need to finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. it's because the sandbox is so much fun. I like just war running around and doing random shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I spend a lot of my uh, teenage years just running around and just dicking about in, in a San Andreas. The Good times. What, what I did not enjoy about Miles Morales is somehow, and again, this doesn't fill me with the most amount of confidence. Um, some, somehow, I, I turned the, the game on the other day after the update, and somehow I'm back before the final save, before the final boss. So, like, do you know you have those two those two groups of mobs you have to fight outside the building, and then you know you, you go through the building and shit, and then you you yeah. do the, the when the streets are on fire, right? All of that is gone for some reason because the game didn't auto save after I beat the final boss, even though I did stuff after I beat the final boss. So after, really. 
have to do that all over again. And I don't know if it's coincidentally because of the updates, but I, I turned it on. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I just turned it back off. I was like, I'm not bothering with this. Quite possibly. Like, I know I've um, did a manual save every time I kind of put the game down. I, I also manual save, though. That's what worries me. It's because I kept manual saving because I'm an obsessive bitch. And it's built. You raise a very good point, And now I'm wondering about checking my own save state. No, but it's, that game. it's weird because I've never been this conscious about saved games until now, where all of a sudden, after Last of Us and Spider Man, I'm like, man. The paranoia. It's the paranoia, and also God, like these save data, you take it for granted. It's so fickle. Like if it goes wrong, it's all of a sudden all that progress, you feel like you've just wasted. But fair enough. With Miles Morales, I'm not probably going to go back to the game for quite a while, so it doesn't bother yeah, me too much that I have to do the final thing again because it's like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter too much. And and you know, as much as I didn't really enjoy the final few mob fights, like I thought, mm-hmm. um. I thought the bit where you're having to like sneak around outside of the the, the giant like Sydney looking buildings, and yeah. like the, the the problem with stealth sections is it can get kind of tedious and slow because there's so many people to take out. That and uh, the fighting on the streets took fucking ages to get through. But then you know, the you like you said, especially when you're outside the auditorium, like it was such a large area to cover, and there was just like goons hiding behind like every single every other building. That's the thing, because when I did it the first time, I did, I managed to take out everyone without alerting them, and I was like, ah, that was so fucking tedious. And then to, to know I have to do that again makes me go, ah, I can't be asked. I'm, I'll just do it another time. I can't not be fucked to play the game again until. Until I do that, but the final boss is very good. Like the actual boss fights in the game are really, really good. And I thought they were they were quite they inventive. Were and um, it's like you, you get to make the mo- you can feel the emotion in the venom punches as you're beating the shit out of your best friends. <laughs> that was it was incredible. That was an incredible feeling, though. Really was. It really was. Yeah, Miles. Uh, Morales- yeah. I'll- oh, sorry. I was gonna say overall, Miles Morales is a good one, and. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe because of the how short it is, maybe wait until it inevitably goes down in price if you if you're yeah. planning on getting it. But but would highly recommend you do play it, especially if you played the original Spider Man. Yeah, I would say if if you want a good first time game, first game to buy on the PS Five, definitely go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to wait for it to come down in price to something get a bit more reasonable, yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it it frightens me that fifty pounds is now a budget title. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? How far we've come. Uh, yeah, Nintendo are now the cheap option. <laughs> like in my day, PlayStation Two games were like thirty quid from launch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those were the days. But yeah, we're, that's our first podcast back from the depth. Yep, we will it's like the, the the reboot. Yeah, this is basically the reboot. We may as well have started a brand new podcast at this point. But fuck it, we're back. I'm Bivazoomed. We're back. And hopefully soon, sooner rather than later, we can go back to our normal filming. So the main issue is with this filming schedule is because we've just not been able to, like, you have to do everything virtual and it's a pain in the ass. And I know it's not an excuse because other people are able to do it, but, but you know. Other things have gotten in. We're lazy. Way. We're lazy people, and we do like to neglect things. That's the thing, you know. It's good thing we don't. As, as, my, as my villagers would would agree. <laughs> exactly, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our best and bring this. Uh, I would say quality content 
but I don't know. That's up to you. Exactly. But like a B movie style content. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, it's good enough. It can get a cult following in countries you never expected. But yeah, we'll be back to back to your right regular scheduled podcasts every so often. Um mm-hmm. uh, we will be hopefully keeping up to date with all the shit that happens. But uh yeah, I mean, th- this one was slightly more focused around the gaming developments and everything, but we'll probably go back to, like, regular movies, TVs. I know it's a bit of a dead industry now, like you've said, but we'll probably go back to that and, yeah, start touching on some wider stuff exactly. next episode. We start planning before we do these. Yes. <laughs> Did we ever really plan? Exactly. We're going to start now. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start. They can be, they can be easier on the on the re in, on the listeners instead of the us every so often just going oh yeah so let's talk about this quickly I forgot about that Sorry. <laughs> but anyway thank you for thank you for listening slash watching it's good to be back it's good to be back we're fucking we're we're rebooted now take yeah. care and have a great day take care stay safe.